everyone. I'm your host, April Hanna, and this is the Path 11 Podcast. Just a reminder, we are offering access to all of our archive shows, which is well over 100 hours of content, and new bonus shows such as the Virtual Book Club, Food for Thought Friday, and the Two Minute Tuesday, all for just $3.99 a month. Think about it, guys. That's less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Sign up for premium for just $3.99 a month. Now let's get to this week's show. Okay, and for today's show, we have our guest, Miyananda Maitreya Shakina, who is a celestial being brought into body directly from source. Miyananda has come to heal, lead, unite, liberate, and inspire the ascension and graduation of humankind. She heals by co-creating miracles through source, removing suffering and activating love through the high heart. During her six-day coma and death initiation at 33 years old, Miyananda was shown her mission. She would undergo countless transformations and complete relinquishment of the self to fulfill it. She is in service and honor to God and humanity at all moments and now serves this earth as an embodiment of the Divine Mother, also known as the Shekinah. Miyananda has been sent in this time of great prophecy to prepare the way and eventually give birth to a radiant new earth. Through Miyananda's presence, numerous spontaneous healings have been reported all over the world, and many are able to feel her amazing divine love. Being close to her has been described as a feeling of coming home. Miyananda is preparing with Source to commence mass group healings soon, and we will have more information in the show notes where you can reach her through her website. But Miyananda, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Hi, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. And so I'm sure our listeners might be a little taken back to say, what, you're interviewing a celestial being brought into the body? What is this? Um, so I'd like you to kind of, if you don't mind, starting off with what happened at 33 years old with this death initiation and your coma that led to this, um, this ascension happening to you. Yes, absolutely. And of course, that makes perfect sense and is understandable that people would want to understand more about that. So at 33 years old, I went through what I have come to call and understand as a death initiation where um, my previous physical manifestation that prepared the body uh, and had a full-on human experience was exchanged so that, um, so that I may enter into a multidimensional consciousness in full presence. So explain, so when you came out of your coma, like how did you know that this happened? So that's a great question. Um, you know, they call this in, in spiritual circles a walk-in or a, a walking in when a presence comes into a physical body. This happens, um, it doesn't happen very often at all, but it, it does actually happen. And it can happen when a contract is up. So there are soul contracts that everybody has, and um, some have contracts with their multidimensional expressions in the higher octaves to when a part of their soul's mission is complete, they rotate out. So how did I know this occurred? Well, it was very much like starting um, learning all development all over again. Uh, 
um, it was as if my life was not my own at all. And, um, and so, and I had been shown this before coming into body. I knew exactly what was about to happen. All right. So if I'm understanding it too, so, okay, let's say I'm April, I go into this coma and I have a death initiation and then my soul contract in a sense has ended and I have a walk-in that comes in. When I am waking up, am I still April and know that I'm April, but also know that there's this other divine presence that has entered into my consciousness or into the physical body? That's actually a very, um, a very accurate description and depiction of it. <laughs> yes. I also, when I was, so I was, so when this occurred, there was no, you know, um, light or tunnel or time spent watching myself and family and friends and all the beloveds who had um, shown up on all the various ways to, to come during this process. I was um, taken directly to the highest, highest of councils where um, we were talking about what I was going to, what we were going to do with the earth and the planet and that it was time for me to allow my ascended master consciousness of Sananda and Lady Nada of the Christos to um, enter my vessel so that I may really begin um, the soul's work. And are there ever moments where the soul's work isn't being done and you're able to just be of the physical body and of your old consciousness and just kind of like go about your day-to-day stuff, go food shopping, um, you know, interact with people when it's not always about healing? No, not really. I mean, in the way of, if you were to, to watch or witness my movements, of course, that's what you would experience, right? I would be food shopping. Um, but there's, there are always deeper levels and deeper, um, there's healing at every moment of my, of my presence. Okay. And how, I, I have to ask, how did your family adjust to this? I mean, what did you do beforehand before, before this happened and how, you know, in hearing this, I'm sure that there are some skeptics or some people that say, what, what's going on here? And has your family accepted this or have you had any challenges with people understanding what is happening? My family has accepted it completely. They are, um, just deeply in awe of, um, of everything. Even the doctors had said, you know, this they called um, they called this Bethel the body the miracle child. There was just no way, um, and that obviously I had really huge work to do in this world. Um, I came back completely whole again. They they didn't think that I would be able to you know even walk or you know that it would take me a long time to do these things. And I was perfect, absolutely perfect when I came back out in terms of the physical structure. So, you know, the family, I'm so blessed to have um, chosen to incarnate into a family that is so absolutely amazing. Do they understand? Yeah, absolutely. They, they do. They've watched me, you know, through God, um, you know, perform all sorts of things that defy their understanding of anything, physics, um, science, 
you know, everything that they, that they've known. So they, they're in witness and we're so very close, very, very close with everyone in my life. Wonderful. And what exactly brought you into the coma? What was, what was the incident that brought you to that place? It was a strain of meningitis that they hadn't apparently seen in, I don't know, a very, very long time. And it all happened very, very quickly. All of my organs failed. Um, and I remember, I do have memory of doctors standing over um, my body and saying, she has, you know, 20 minutes left to live if we don't, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And that was kind of one of the last things that I remember. And I remember looking up and going, okay, I feel complete. <laughs> I, I remember that very clearly, like, okay, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, can you begin to educate our listeners a little bit about what it is that you are transmitting to people in the world? Um, you know, as I'm on your website, it says that you you transmit the Christos or feminine aspect of the Christ for the Aquarian age. Um, so if you can explain that a little bit more in layman's terms, that would be helpful. So, you know, it, it's really the transmittal of, um, of a frequency that you've known as the Christ consciousness that's been here on the planet for thousands upon thousands of years in various forms through various beloveds who have brought it through. Um, the, the feminine aspect of the Christ is one that has not been spoken of very often or known about very often. And so it's about bringing it through in a feminine vessel in a female vehicle as well, working with the energies of the divine feminine. So as a manifestation of divine mother. All right. And can you explain a little bit more about how you activate the spiritual DNA? Well, um, through sacred geometry and through the sound currency of the harmonics of this universe and other universes. The spiritual DNA is DNA that has been deactivated through time. And it is now upon the planet where you must activate your DNA to be able to ascend. This is part of the ascension. It is part of the coming forth and becoming love again, not seeking love not looking for love outside of the self, but in fact, recognizing your own divinity. And this is a part of that. So how exactly when you do the healing with sacred, sacred geometry, like how is the DNA actually healed? Are you changing the output of the DNA or what exactly is being structure, the DNA, the, um, the coding, each beloved is coded in a certain way. And so we check to see what your coding is, what it needs to be for your highest vibrational reality timeline, how we can activate all the various levels of your multidimensional expression so that you can begin to express your truest, highest self. All right. And, and in this as well, it looks like some of the work um, that you explain that you do is working with the karma of a person and being able to stop and release the karmic wheel. Can you describe that? Correct. So, um, so that, yeah, <laughs> I know that these are complicated and not very um, commonly discussed things. So I appreciate your questions. 
So the karmic wheel is the wheel in which um, a person, a soul comes through over and over and over again, oftentimes having the same patterns, the same fears, the same connections um, with different souls that they encounter. So the karmic wheel is, um, it's very important to be able to stop it in many ways so that a person can become liberated from um, what's called um, samsara, the cycle of death and rebirth. So what does that mean? It means that, so I'm a, I am a fully liberated being, which means that I don't have karma and I don't make karma, right? I'm free of that cycle. And to be able to, let's say somebody has a relationship pattern that they can't break or a sickness or an illness that the doctors can't find, they don't understand what's wrong. It's very oftentimes coming from a past experience or even a concurrent experience as many timelines are occurring at the same time, even in the different dimensions and different parallel worlds. So I work with all of that, the dimensions, the parallel worlds, everything that is in the unseen realms, I'm able to see. So this reminds me a little bit of people that would do past life regression to break any vows or soul contracts or to have an understanding of possibly what is going on with patterns in this lifetime that could be connected to past lifetimes. Sure. Um, I don't need to do the regression though. It just, I can just naturally do it very quickly in just a minute or a few seconds. And how is that actually possible? I mean, that, that almost sounds like then why wouldn't everybody just be coming and in like a couple of minutes, that sounds, uh, pretty phenomenal. It is. And it is. And everything is possible through God. There is nothing that is impossible. It's a matter of allowing the mind to expand itself and the heart to expand itself even more than the mind to understand where you come from. You come from the infinite and therefore the infinite is possible. And do you, would you heal all beings? Let's say somebody um, is coming to you and they know that they have something going on with their karmic patterns and um, they know that you do this work and they come to you and they say, you know, work, work your magic, please do this for me. Um, are you given access to heal all people or are there sometimes when you are not given permission because it's not of the highest and greatest good for this soul to be healed of that because there's more learning to be done? Great question. I don't need, so I don't need permission um, because I'm, I'm not a part of the collective. I'm coming from a different place. So I don't need the permission. But with that said, the reason I don't need the permission is because I'm so very clear with um, never usurping someone's free will, their soul's plan for themselves. And yes, so what I'll do is I'll work, I'll check in with the soul, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, the spirit core, etc., to find out exactly where the resistance is coming from and what the lessons are. And so there are times when I'll say, okay, so what we need to do is basically expedite these lessons in a way. Um, what are the lessons? Okay, great. So I'll have somebody, you know, feel, for example, if there's, if there's a fear of romantic connection 
or intimacy, you know, where do you feel that in your body and work from there? Um, within minutes, that fear could be absolutely extinguished and therefore so could the lesson. And thus from there, we'll move the healing on. Does that make sense? I'm happy to continue to explain these things. These things are not logical. They do not work with the rational mind. And, and so being able to explain this using the ephemeral human brain as its, um, sort of, um, as its filtration system isn't always going to make sense, but I will do my best. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very complicated process process. And and really, when we're talking about these things, there really are no words. So trying to explain this in the, you know, human language is very, very difficult, because we're kind of you're trying to, you know, basically use metaphors and symbols to explain something that is not of uh, verbal language. And it's not tangible. Right. You can't touch it, you can't taste it, you can't, you know, but you can, in fact, have a full experience with it. And so thus it becomes experiential. And so you, how the body, the body is able to release very quickly um, in that way. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so there, there is an honoring of the free will, but I guess where... Always. Okay. Always. But, but is it always in somebody's greatest good to come to a healer like you to get a healing if... I guess what I'm what I'm just thinking of are people that maybe either do they want the easy way out? Do they not want to suffer through whatever pain or challenge this is? And, you know, if you see somebody and you read, you go to your website and you read all of these things that you can do and you're saying that people can be healed instantly within minutes and say somebody is going through um, cancer, but what if the cancer was there to teach them certain soul lessons in order for them to evolve to a higher level of consciousness, but that healing takes place and then they don't go through the whole process of the cancer and they're not learning what was contracted in the soul contract before they came. And then does that affect the outcome of their consciousness? (laughs) Great question. Um, I've seen that many times as a matter of fact, and, you know, again, the honoring of the free will and the soul is, is very, very important. Is it always necessary to go through, you know, that's a belief system. The belief system says, I need to, you know, work as hard. Um, You know, you need to, you know, dredge through the snow to get to, you know, wherever you're going. These are very, very old, old realities. These are old paradigms. And as this, the quickening of the energies um, and the quickening of the the solar, you know, the solar flares and all the energies that are coming into the planet right now. And as time quickens, it's not necessarily needed like that anymore. That's an old paradigm of understanding. You can, in fact, move through consciousness much quicker. Um, That's the blessing that's being given right now. And that's one of the reasons why myself and, and other, and others who are liberated like, um, like me are are here to facilitate faster liberation for you for those who choose and only for those who choose we are here only just in service just in presence and in service for those who feel called feel it in their hearts you know this isn't something that you feel in your mind or in your brain right this is something that 
is going to come from your heart. You know, allow your heart to, to feel its truth and basically forget everything that you think you've ever known because spirit is expanding every moment, every second you take breath or don't take breath. And so to hold anything or anyone to where they once were is a massive limitation. Well, when you, when you mentioned that, that that could be like a belief system of that you have to go through this suffering or it's an old paradigm, um, are you saying that like some of the old texts and what's been taught in like reincarnation, I mean, a lot of stuff that I've read about certain soul contracts, uh, lessons that we have to learn, the way that the consciousness grows and evolves, that, that those are just old belief systems that don't really exist anymore and that all of that text and writing is really not accurate? You know, it's interesting. Truth and accuracy, there are many different um, narratives and there are many different reality timelines and many different paradigms within those. And um, everybody who's at a different level of consciousness creates their own reality and what it is that they want or wish or feel that they need to move through. It is, I would never say that that's not accurate. It is that um, it's not necessary it's not always necessary. So then when we say that what, what it is that you're practicing doesn't carry the same belief as Buddhism and reincarnation, but that, but what you're talking about could also possibly be a belief system as well? Um, well, anything and everything that you have to think about or that you can act upon could be a belief system. For to, to bridge this, um, there is no belief system here. This is just the possibility of all that can exist through God, through God's love, through God's eyes, through source. Is there a belief system with that? Mm, I don't, it doesn't feel that way to me. So, so in, in, in the Christ consciousness, it's basically, if I'm understanding it correctly, that, and I'm just comparing this, say, to Buddhism, just, to, you know, for sake of, of comparing the two, that there really doesn't need to be any suffering and that all individuals are allowed to um, experience um, ultimate healing with no suffering because that's their God-given right. Absolutely. And, you know, these tenets were brought forth at a time of some of the darkest, um, darkest times in, in, in history. And there were, you know, there definitely has been a need to, um, sort of a, a paying of the fall of consciousness, etc. But, you know, that's happened already. How long do we perpetuate the same, the same, um, kind of being on a hamster on a wheel is what I'm seeing. I'm being shown like a hamster on a wheel. It just kind of keeps going over and over and over again. And that's the cycle of death and rebirth. Um, and, and that's a beautiful, beautiful cycle. But what would it be like to have death and rebirth and not have to go through the suffering and be here to hold love for all and hold love for the self more than anything else, to be able to really be a self-generating um fully liberated being to then choose and manifest from the space of that which is healed and not which is unhealed. Most people manifest from the unconscious or places that are unhealed and not the spaces that are in full wholeness. And thus, 
even though someone says, you know, me and Anta, I, I, I really want a relationship. It's what I want more than anything. Or I, you know, I really want to heal. And I go in and I say, okay, let me take a look at the subconscious or the soul. And the soul says, no, I've done terrible things in the past. I don't deserve it. And thus begins a self-punishment pattern or programming, right? So we go in and remove all of that because it's just not necessary anymore. Hmm. And let's believe that it is, and then it will be. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, and I understand what you're saying. I mean, I, other people that, you know, I have interviewed or talked to too says that many times the, the souls will carnate into the physical body and come to planet Earth because Earth provides us a lot of contrasts in order for us to experience different suffering, different pain, uh, relationships, trying to, um, obviously, I think the goal is to move more towards compassion and love, but Earth uh tends to be an interesting planet that provides us with that suffering though, however, and it the is, contrast. It is the only free will zone, which is what makes it so amazing and such an incredible school to learn on. This is a, a, I like to call it the hall of mirrors. Everybody and every single being that's in your collective is a reflection of that. It's a reflection of you. Um, because you don't always know exactly what you look like at that moment, right? So you need to see that mirror to be able to find the places that are um, that are needing and calling your love and attention or that are unhealed within you. And so this is a game of polarity integration. Um, there are many verses. This is a universe. There are, you know, multiverses and omniverses and oniverses. And what is a verse? A verse is a song. It's a harmonic convergence of energies, this is just one of them. There are many schools, many schools. This happens to be one where um, this is about take, coming from separation to unification. There are other schools that are different that go from oneness to what does it feel like to be in separation? Um, and so, and so, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and you had said something that I haven't heard before now. Um, and I don't know if I heard you correctly, but earth is the only, um, place where free will can be exercised. There isn't free will in other dimensions. Not like this. What would the free will, <clears throat> excuse me, look like in other dimensions or what can you explain that a little bit more? That's interesting. In other dimensions, um, in other dimensions of earth in other dimensions of, a. Uh, consciousness would you like to be a little bit more specific with that oh i'm able yeah. to see an experience just on a different scale <laughs> so tell me what you're talking about sure um well i don't know i mean just hearing that that made me well i guess i thought of um maybe the angel realm it, it, you know if a consciousness wants to yes. become an angel do they have the free will to say yes or no um or is there not that ability to be able to choose, or are you just assigned? In the higher realms, you become aspects of a larger collective. It is not the same as an individual free will. No. Okay. You're always in service to the greater, the grander, and to the highest good. Okay, great. Um, one of the things that I'd like to um, talk about, too, is numbers. Um, and you use the number three, three, three frequency 
And, um, you know, you kind of explained, you know, with this happening at the age of 33 and, um, let's see, your awakening to full consciousness was on 10, 10, 10. So I like to play with numbers myself. Can, so can you talk a little bit more about the three, three, three frequency? The three, three, three frequency allows, um, a beloved to move from the time space continuum into a completely different field of experience. It is a which is the frequency of the ascended masters, um, and thus this is why I work with that frequency as well. It ha- also happens to be one of the highest frequencies that a beloved can process in their body um, safely and in small doses. Okay, and and why is that? Why? Why is that number able to be processed more easily? It's just a vibration. Um, you mean than than other higher ones? Because the body is dense, April. The body has extreme density to it. Um, it's a carbon-based structure, right? The physical body. Your your body is a carbon-based structure, and because of that, it um, it has density and it moves at a slower vibrational rate. Right. And I understand that. But, um, you know, other frequencies like what if um, what if people chose four, four, four or nine, nine, nine? What's the difference between that? Um, the rate of well, it connects with different um, different planes of existence. And it's the rate of which the acceleration moves through it. The three, three, three is aligned um, with certain beings as well that come in and assist. Okay. And which beings are those? The Ascended Master Beings. Okay. And then would you like to take our listeners through maybe the different levels and the different numbers of what that pertains to? So what would 444 be? Um, it's not a very simple explanation. So I think probably maybe another time. I mean, 444 often relates to Archangel Michael um, it, you know, a lot of people talk about numbers and, and, and there are many, 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 many different interpretations and understandings and the wisdom behind the numbers and, um, and the geometry of those numbers as well and how that relates to your life. So whether you see 444 on a clock or 333 on a clock or, you know, whatever it is, 1111, um, different portals, different understandings, different beings that are connected with that. So you primarily just work with the 333 and the Ascended Masters? No, I I don't have a limitation with what and who I work with. There is no limitation. Okay. All right. Um, So can you also explain to us what actually happens during the Ascension process? Sure. So the Ascension is... It is physical, it is spiritual, it is mental, it is emotional, it is etheric. It is on all of the levels of all of the many um, the many bodies that you have. It is a return to love. It is a bringing forth of the light body of your Merkaba um, so that you can... It, this is about ascending in body, not leaving the body in order to experience that liberation and that ascension. Tara, so Tara is your three-dimensional earth. That's why, you know, extraterrestrial, etc. That means outside of earth. And Gaia is your fifth-dimensional expression of earth. 
which is where everyone is moving towards in their own ascension process. Why is there an ascension right now? Because she's going back to her home in the fifth dimension. And so thus, if anybody wants to come and stay on the earth, they need to be moving in that direction. There is, however, a holograph, a hologram of uh, the earth where those who wish to continue working with the older paradigms can do so in their own and, you know, go through their lessons in their own time, in their own perfect um, moments of their divinity as they wish. But it will not be uh, with Gaia. It will be a different vibration. And are you aware of how many other people are are like you that are walking this earth and providing these healings to people? Fully liberated, not many. 10, 20, 100? Okay, let me... I, I actually don't ask these questions ever because these aren't things that occur to me to ask. But... Um, let me see what I what I receive. <laughs> They're laughing. Okay. So they're not. <laughs> when you say like me, there aren't. Um, when you say um, those who are absolutely fully and completely in service, holding incredible high vibrational frequencies. And, um, and able to do incredible work through God without any sort of filtration system? That's a different question. So I think I'm going to answer the last one. Yep, that would be great. <laughs> um, I'm getting about 360 or so. Do you know if... Um, liberated. That means liberated people. And are those people um, out in the open, like, even though they're not you yeah. or like you, but, you know, if the healing, if, if this ascension process is trying to move towards compassion, love and healing, are these beings um, coming out more so that they can be found so that people can approach them and look to heal them themselves? Um, no, not, not all of them, not at all. You know, this is, it takes quite a bit of courage to step in and say, okay, you know, process that I've undergone, this is why I'm here, this is where I'm from, where the human collective doesn't quite understand and doesn't always honor. And so there are many who live in caves or on top of mountains, and this is why the great sages um, have stayed where they've stayed, is because coming down here working and doing this work uh, can be can be of course terrifying and yet um, and yet it's absolutely necessary and so there are many that um, that I've even seen that I've been shown that are working through um, any working through any resistances to coming forth. And not everybody that is here wants to do that, or is that their their contract? They may just be here anchoring down incredible amounts of light and silence. And that brings incredible healing as well. And what would you say is the best way to ascend? And is there anything that we can do on a daily basis to allow that process to happen more easily? That's a great question. Is there any, let me just repeat that to my, to myself for a moment. 
what's the best way to ascend? Well, the best way to ascend is without resistance and in full surrender to the divine, for the divine plan is infallible, no matter what it appears. Um, to stay away from the poison of the fear-based realities outside of yourself, like the media or um, the news or anything that creates a dissonance or a discordance of patterning within the body, within your, your, your divine walking altar of the high heart. Anything that prevents that um, will continue to bring forth energies, thought forms, belief systems, patterns, negative motivations, blocks, interferences, anything of the like will continue to keep you in a looping pattern with it. And that will prevent ascension. And I'm, I'm assuming too that like meditation would be a great, a great practice and a way to be able to tap into a different vibrational energy. Absolutely. Meditation is wonderful. What meditation, you know, it does many things, but certainly one of the things that it does is to quiet and still your mind, which therefore then allows other channels to open. And that also can, in fact, if you take it for, you know, far enough, assist with um, the activation of your spiritual DNA as well. It allows the pathways to open up in a very different way than your busy beta um, consciousness, right? Right. And and what kind of people have you found that have come to you that you've worked with that you have provided miracles to? Um, I just want to be clear. Everything happens with source and through source. So I'm, you know, I'm here as a manifest form of Divine Mother, but nothing happens without God. So that's an, it's important to, to clarify that. What kinds of people? All kinds of people from the most um, from the most dense of experiences and incredible pain, suffering, trauma, disease to the highest, sweetest, most loving vibration of somebody who who their body vessel is um, is in light body and they're able to instantly feel uh, the the work immediately. The the the, the healing happens in their witness instantaneously. So does that answer your question? Because from all walks of life, from everywhere. Sure, sure. Um, and how long has this walk-in been, how, how long has it been since the walk-in came in? So you were 33, and if we were going by age here on earth, how old are you now? I'm 40. So and I've had more than one walk-in since then, and this is part of this grand transformation. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that there's more than one being working through you, or that they take turns, in essence? Neither. Neither. When you get to a certain point, you become all of them. There isn't a separation the way that you are perceiving it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that too. Yep. Um, and then are you also looking to do less individual work and do more work on a global level? Well, that is, that is the, that is, that is sources plan. <laughs> um, but you know, there's right now there's been a decree that, um, we brought forth on September at the end of September 
that was all beloveds on the planet um, are must break the ego, um, the negative ego elementations of their creations on a day by day understanding, which means um, there are many who feel that they want to do it by themselves and they will if that's what they want. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not the heart that speaks. That's the ego that says, oh, I can do this by myself. And this is how the children came to be anyway and how children separated from mother, father, God, they wanted to do it. You wanted to do it yourselves. And so you continue to want to do it yourselves <laughs> and turn away um, in many levels and in many respects, turn away um, those of us who have come. And remember, those of us who have come throughout history have been, have, have always been um, received in the same sort of a way, skeptical and not true and, um, you know, dishonored, killed, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, you know, we're, we're used to that. It doesn't mean we won't come back over and over and over again with the greatest joy and the greatest love and the greatest sincerity and the highest heart. Right. And, and talking about kind of ego and fear and media um, and all of that, which can stop the, the ascension process, do you have any words of comfort to people in the world today that are looking at our government, that are looking at all of the catastrophes, um, the deaths that are occurring, people who are watching the news uh, tend to be very fearful and frightened. And, you know, I hear people almost say that it feels like we're going in the opposite direction. Um, and what kind of words of comfort would you bring to people to let them know that even though what we're witnessing is too a part of the ascension process and how, how can human beings move in the world with more um, peace and understanding and less fear with the state of the current world today? Thank you. Well, that's a great question. And I'm going to do my, my efforts to, um, to respond to that. So what is, what is being exposed in the world right now is the mirrored representation or reflection of the old belief systems, the old religions, the old ways, and the shadow elements of those who do not wish to or, or absolutely refuse to go within themselves. Warring nations do not only exist outside of the self. Warring nations occur every day in the way that you treat yourselves, in the way that you treat your neighbors, your friends, those that you love, your family. Warring nations occur within your own consciousness to eat, to not to eat, to, you know, these battles are consistently happening. They are now being expressed and exposed in, in what's considered, quote, the outside world. Those of us who live in another paradigm, we don't experience these things. This is not my reality. This is not the reality of many who are in a higher consciousness. We keep away from anything that lowers or dilutes our ability to be in the highest love. If you stopped watching the news, it would cease to exist. The perpetuation of the violence would cease for nobody would be listening. 
nobody would be giving it attention. Because what you give attention to is what you create more of. April, if I was to make you understand or, or do my best to explain that there are beings, just as you eat food, right? We eat food. That is your sustenance. There are beings of consciousness that feed only on consciousness. There are those that are fear beings and create fear. And there are those who are feet beings of love and create and amplify more love. What is it that you're feeding is what you will create and have more of in your life. That is a guarantee. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I was hoping we could do um, a live healing, which would be really fun. What type of live healing were you thinking of? Well, is there anything, April, that you would like to have shifted? I mean, the cold is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. We can remove the virus and all of that, and that will that will help you. Um, but is there anything that you would like to have shifted that you can viscerally experience um, in the next few minutes? Something in your life that's... Um, that's been a part of your experience for so long, anything physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> how big do you want me to go? <laughs> you like as big as we have time for, I have my own show that I'm hosting at in about an hour. So, but I have a little bit of time before that, but I feel that it would be really, um, powerful and important for, for those listening to, experience it and feel the frequency and the vibration as it moves if, if possible sure um well i usually you know tell my clients go big or go home right <laughs> Uh, play play it deep. So I'll play it deep. Um, I guess if I were to think of a pattern that has been reoccurring that I haven't been able to quite figure out how to shift, which stemmed from early childhood um, in the connection with my mother that struggled a lot with addiction, both alcohol and drugs, um, that is something... Probably, you know, as a healer, I understand cognitively a lot of reasons why many people with addictions have come into my life and, you know, the whole psychology aspect of probably trying to heal the wounded child of what had happened in my childhood, trying to heal the mother that was not able to be fully supportive. Um, but it is still a, a situation that is continually reoccurring. And that it's been very hard to find relationships with people that are not struggling with addictions that come into my life. So that would be one of my biggest, if I were looking at my karmic wheel or a pattern that has caused a lot of disruption in my life that I could change, it would be that. Excellent. Let's go there. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is very simple and and. So let me explain. When I do work with somebody um, not on air, I'm oftentimes very silent. I don't need to say anything or even do anything. If you watched me, you would literally watch me in stillness. There would be no movement or necessarily anything that takes place. It's all happening. But um, because we're on air and for this, for this, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to have you close your eyes and drop in to where that where that is holding in your body, where do you feel that? So I'm seeing eight years old show up in relationship to mother, to the mother. 
the energy of betrayal. Where do you feel that in your body, April? Um, well, I think, I mean, obviously heart and throat. Okay, perfect. And so rate that from a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most intense. Um, I would say maybe a six within the heart and seven and a half in the throat. Okay, so I'm seeing about an 8.5. So let's go ahead and bring it up even a little bit more. Really, really drop in and let yourself experience all of the layers, all of the depths, going to the deepest, 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 deepest layers, deepest core for which this is taking place within you. So as you do this, I'm going to explain a bit to the listeners that your outside world is a direct reflection of that which is happening inside of you. And as April has stated, her the beloveds in her life have dealt with addictions and um, these sorts of issues as well. And so she would like to be able to invite a different frequency and a different energy into her life because that's going to help her ascend as well. That's going to help her in her levels of consciousness in a great way. But as she has explained before, this is a part of her lesson and this is a part of her cycle. And this is why she hasn't been able to move out of it yet because she hasn't quite learned. And so we're going to do what we can today to assist this. And first we're working with the visceral experience. So where are you now with that April? Um, yeah, I feel like it's moved a little bit up out of the heart a little bit more uh, locally in the throat, which logically I would think it would have stayed in the heart, but um, <laughs> feels more in the heart and the are in the throat and eyes. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to begin now. Now, of course, I say I'm going to begin. But we've already begun. The even before this, we even decided to do this. We were already working. So, okay. Let me know when it shifts completely. When you feel a shift. <sighs> You don't need to do anything. Nothing at all. Just surrender. Okay, I feel something um, has shifted and I feel more of an opening in the crown chakra. Perfect. How does that feel now? Um, feels better. Okay, rate that from a scale of one to ten. We want it to go to a zero. 
Uh, three. Okay. Continue that. Is that a one yet? Yeah, that feels better. Can I just say what I'm experiencing? Please do, yes. Okay, so when she asked me to go back in and it was a three, so each time I go in, I feel a feeling of nauseousness. So I kind of feel very sick, like I want to throw up. And then in that last one, so I keep, I've, what the process is, it moved from the heart to the throat up to the crown chakra, and it almost feels as if my energy body is being pulled up higher, as if the energy body is growing very tall, like I could be about eight feet. Yeah. And, Yes, and the and the last going from a three probably down to a one or zero, but it's interesting that feeling of nausea came, and I saw almost like uh, the best way to picture it. And again, it's probably it's just a metaphor, but like a string that was being pulled up and out, um, almost like a thread, looked more like a golden thread actually, yes. um, coming up and out through the core of the body and up and out through the crown chakra. Beautiful. And now with that, I'm going to work on the um, holographic um, images and anything other related to that. So I want you to pull up an image that's been really disturbing in your mind. And then I'm going to basically erase it. Okay. 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 So rate that image from a scale of one to 10, my love. 10. Great. Let me know when it shifts and changes. Oh, I feel that in my heart core very, very deeply. All right. So thank you just to witness, not to experience. Thank you. Okay, good. Okay, working with the holographic imagery. A lot of energy of lost is continuing up, so we're just going to move the energy signatures out. Letting you know that your structure is being fully and completely supported as we permeate at what percent? 100% permeation, thank you. So it's very important to let everyone know that the reason that um, my, my ability is to permeate at 100%, it's different in earth modalities. Earth healing modalities can only permeate at very small percentages. And this is why it takes so long to really go ahead and um, heal anything. And so because um, as Divine Mother, I'm able to hold the structure in place, then the vessel is able to release at a much deeper, deeper level. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. 
So that was important. I was, I was told that I needed to share that. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I don't think, I don't have thoughts. And so it's all about the transmission. <laughs> so I'm just receiving. Okay. Yeah. So let me know how that looks now. Let me know if it's gotten any fuzzier, if you can't bring it up anymore, anything of the like. Yeah, definitely the image was fuzzier. It's interesting. The first the first thing that I thought of um, is not what we ended up working on. I was reminded of um, something much deeper that needed to be healed. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so I would say that it's not as, um, it's not as, yeah, visual, like, Clear. Clear, yes. Can't okay. see it as well. So we want to continue until it's absolutely gone, until there's absolutely no part within you that's holding this. With your permission, of course. April? Yep, yep. Sorry, I'm just trying <laughs> to get there. <laughs> you know, I said with your permission. Oh, yes, yes. Because it can be very intense, and so I want that to be known to everybody. I've had... People come in and absolutely had the most intense experiences of their life. And then, you know, so I want to make that very clear. It doesn't have to be that way, but it, it certainly can. Be. Okay, what's holding? Uh, clear. Yeah. And here it's coming out of her. What else? Again, the energy of lost is just a pervasive, pervasive energy here. So we're going to take that and lift that all up the entire bandwidth of lost, lostness and lost. Releasing and clearing from all timelines, all realities, all dimensions from the entire space-time continuum, all planes of existence, all parallels, and all other of or related, thereof and thereafter now, throughout the all. Mm -hmm. and creating a separation mm -hmm. and an expansion what percentage of the holographic uh, body is still needing to be worked on okay continue lost again emotional body, mental body, physical body, spiritual body okay heart, mind, body, spirit and soul clear all full and complete vanquishment now of the entire holographic memory. Going into the cells now. Mm -hmm. Morphogenetic field. Initialize. Begin recoding. Let me know when you start to feel the actual recoding that's taking place, darling. I would say now. Mm -hmm. 
Perfect. And how does that feel and look for you now, this deep, 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 deep occurrence for you, this deep healing that was needed? I could definitely feel a different vibration in my body. Um, it definitely feels clearer, lighter. Um, I don't feel like the, I can still recall the, the image. Um, but it feels more, more as if, you know, just looking at something on a TV screen rather than taking ownership and emotional attachment to it. Okay, so we're going to work on making sure that you don't recall it anymore, right? So so even in this situation, we would not be complete. We're not complete until it's not there anymore. True forgiveness, my love, is pain that never existed. And in any way, shape, or form, anybody, any being in the world must forgive. You must forgive the external appearance of the world, and you must forgive that which in yourself. For anything that is not forgiven, you are anchored to and will continue to perpetuate itself. So we're working with that now. So for the listeners, go ahead and rate um, your ability to see that image now. And then we're going to, the reason I use numbers is for measurement for you. It's not for me. Well, um, I guess to visually see it's, it's much less, it's more of a thought, if that makes sense. Um, like I still know the story to be an incident that happened with my mom. So the, when I talk about it, I can't visually see how gruesome it was. It's not, I'm not attached to that, but it's still, still a memory. It's still a thought, but not, doesn't carry the emotion that it did when we began. Okay, perfect. We want to still remove the memory and the thought. So I'm going to ask now what it is that you're holding on to and why you continue to hold it. Okay. And where it's coming from. Am I supposed to answer that, or is that information you're getting? Because I, I'm getting. No, no, okay. Because no, no. I don't know. <laughs> it's actually coming from the conscious mind. It's almost like the soul doesn't want it, the subconscious mind doesn't want it, but the conscious mind wants it, and it's sort of as though, in a strange way, what I'm hearing is that it gives you strength. It allows for an anger that you have inside of you. That gives you a strength. Does that make any sense to you? Does that have any resonation for you? Yes, because the anger keeps my mother away. Yes. Yeah. So this is what we're looking at. So you know, to answer your question from earlier <laughs> about how the healing works and if I over, you know, usurp your free will, and no, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is work with you as to. Um, uh, the benefit of releasing this for you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So what would it be like for you to be able to keep your mother away? Because it's in your highest alignment and not have to hold this. In other words, do you feel that you have the presence of mind and heart and body to be able to say, you know, um, 
in this now, and anything can shift at any moment, in this now, my choices in my highest alignment to not have this beloved close to me right now. Um, Re-educate. What would be the question again? (laughs) (laughs) What would it be like for you to be able to not hold this and still be able to keep her away? (laughs) Just simplify it. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I like that idea. I I like the idea of being able to not have her around because she's not healthy. So, but to do that without anger, that would be great. Right. So she's not healthy, but yet what would it be like for you to understand? And I'm sure that on many levels that you do, that you came into this incarnation to choose these lessons, like you said, to be able to learn. And so to answer your question again, with this work, with what we're about to do, you won't need to perpetuate this any further without any further suffering. Is that something that you're amenable to? Does that feel good for you? Yes. Would that go against all of your belief systems about having to suffer? No. Because I'm, I, I used to have that belief system. Okay. When I was younger that, oh, you had to have, you had to, in order to be tough, you had to go through tough times, but that I don't carry that anymore. And I welcome like abundance and ease and joy and want that. Yes. And yet in your field, you have this, this sort of edge it's, a, it's an edge. It, it does. And it keeps, keeps things and people away. It does that. So there's an element of fear that says, well, what if I don't have that anymore? Um, am I in danger? And this is what we're looking at. So let's see what we can do with that to know that if you expand into the all that is, there is no such thing as danger for the only reality is love. And then you are free. The bandwidths of fear are just the illusion, illusion of the thought. But that's a whole other, that's, I can go and talk about that for a long time. But okay, going back to, to this, and this is all for the benefit of, of obviously you talking about it and for the, the listeners so that they can follow along. Okay. So we're going to do this now. Where do you feel unforgiveness or anger in your body for your mother? Um, heart. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when it shifts. Okay. So rate first. I'm sorry. Rate that from a scale of one to ten, please. Uh, eight. Okay. Let me know when it shifts. Okay. Let us know when it shifts. There's a lot of violence here. Here. Anger, fury, rage, and of life, and of self, to hate of the mother, distrust of the mother, losing and cleaning all now. Sadness, sorrow. Yes, no, no. Speak. Yep, I, yep, I would say that 
uh, I definitely feel something shifted. We're continuing. There's a few more shifts that are asking to come. going to use the aquamarine and the ice blue light, which is the light of the codes that I hold the strongest as divine omniversal mother manifestation in form. Yes, with your permission. You have my permission. through your crown and heart, also through the heart. It's coming through various places, also in the belly and the stomach area, sacral, solar plexus, root, all of it. It's beaming in different places, so it's not like it's coming. <laughs> Yeah, it almost feels like uh, it's a different feeling than what we were doing before, but it's almost a, a descending feeling in my body. Mm. Almost as if the energy is being like flattened like a pancake. It's it's gentle, it doesn't it doesn't hurt or anything like that, but it just feels more of a flowing down motion. But in your heart, how does that feel for you? That feels good. Okay, so now rate that same energy towards your mother, heart, that feeling. Um, it just feels very neutral. It doesn't feel like I could be rated. Neutral is perfect. Neutral is where we want it to be. And neutrality is where you are able to really unravel the secrets of the universe and the secrets within yourself. Anything in polarity is um, is never going to um, allow the full divinity to to manifest. That makes a lot of sense. Perfect. So then I would say for today we are fairly complete. How does that feel for you? That feels good. Thank you. I appreciate you working with me on that. You're welcome. Of course. It's very important um, for you when you are um, kind of by yourself a little bit later to drop back in. <clears throat> There's going to be quite a bit of, of work that continues. We're going to stay working with you for how long? For another three hours or so. Um, so it's important to explain that, you know, I say we because I, you know, it's all language, right? It's all three-dimensional to begin with, but... I am um, of of the collectives, right? I'm not of an I being. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that's why I say we, but I understand that it's somewhat strange for people. And so <laughs> I go back and forth <laughs> and then explain it. 
Um, so that's it for right now. Feels like that's all that the vessel is able to um, to move through. There's a bit more resistance for releasing all of it, but um, but that will shift naturally. Good. Well, yeah, and that makes sense because there's a lot of it. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> to get used to shifting all of that is could be pretty, you know, intense for a person if you've been hanging on to it for a long time. So exactly, and that's why when I heard from the guides, she's complete. The body is complete. The body has stopped. <laughs> that means that the body needs to process what has happened, what has occurred, because it was a hundred percent permeation of depth which it's never had before. Right. Wonderful. Well, thank you for your patience and thank you for um, offering to do that. I know that it's, I appreciate it very much. It's an area that I've been trying to heal for many, many years. And for our listeners, I will definitely keep you guys posted on what transpires after um, this interview with me and Anda. And if I am noticing any differences and changes, which I already do, I definitely feel it. Um, so I will definitely keep our listeners up to date too on this experience and what continues to unravel. And, um, and thank you for the interview. I know I asked you some tough questions. You got a little <laughs> bit of my edge, right? <laughs> Just uh, making sure, because I know, I know we have listeners who are like totally open and they know a lot of this stuff and there's no belief system that is blocking any of the information that you are giving us. And then I know we have some listeners that are like, bullshit, prove it. (laughs) Yeah, well, of course. And that's April. That's completely expected and honored. Um, everybody's process, everybody's belief system, everybody's, um, you know, level of consciousness is, is honored and valuable. And it's, uh, it's just a jumping off point. That's all it is. So I'm happy to answer the questions as best as I can transmit them. A lot of them, again, is coming from a rational mind perspective and none of this is rational. So, um, these are just powers. This, this is just, this is a blessing. This is a blessing to be here through God, through source. And that's all that there is to say. And really that's, that's it. <laughs> it comes in cycles when, when earth is going through a huge solar cycle or a huge, um, cosmic cycle, you know, this is when divine mother shows up. This is when we come. And so this is why we're here now, because this is a huge cycle of, uh, of rebirth for every birth and liberation for everyone. And remember time happens in different is completely different in the celestial world. So what seems like thousands upon thousands of years or, you know, um, eons of time here happens at a very different pace and a very different rate. So what feels like forever for you really, you know, in the grand scheme of the grand design is actually quite quick. Can and so that's also a perspective to, to take on and to understand. Remembering that the world outside of you is a reflection of you. And those of you who say, well, no, this isn't real. It's not true. Well, this is why there's terrorism in the world. <laughs> this is why you're seeing what you're seeing. And this is why so many beloveds are um, unable to handle the new acceleration of energies and are either choosing to end their lives um, in a physical clear, activated, manifested way, or 
are having their souls choose that and are leaving in groups um, for different purposes. So check your, your heart on all of this and understand that it is those who are the naysayers that create it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the irony of it. And um, right. I appreciate all of your all of your many sides, April, the, the edge, the sweetness, the openness, the taking care of the listeners who um, would want to ask the tough questions as well. So it's all perfect. It's all in divine alignment, all of it. Thank Great. you. Thank you so much. And I know that you have to run and you have a show that you're going to be doing. And um, listeners, you can find out more information at miananda.com. That's spelled M-I-A-N-A-N-D-A.com. So thanks again. Thanks for all the beautiful work that you guys, I'll say you guys, are doing. (laughs) We love you all. Sacred blessings to everyone on this beautiful, this is a new moon also, so I'll just say it's a new moon and it's a black moon, which is a wonderful time to call in anything that's in your heart's dreaming. You can do something as simple as light a candle, sit with your thoughts. Um, remember, your thoughts are not the magnetic aspect of what you bring in. They're actually, it's actually your emotions for the electromagnetic field. So I know a lot of people say, think something and it'll happen. No, it's actually the magnetics that create it which is the emotions that you give to those thoughts. So if anything that you really want in your heart streaming, today's a great time to call that in, bring that in. Use essential oils, lavender, rose, anything that um, opens and activates through love. Blessings to all. Bye, April. Bye, Meenanda. Thank you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that show. And don't forget to sign up for our premium service with over 100 hours of interviews, as well as our new segments such as Two Minute Tuesdays, Food for Thought Fridays, as well as the Virtual Book Club on Thursdays. All of these extra segments are only available for our premium subscribers. Visit the podcast section of our website at path11productions.com to learn more or to start your subscription for only $3.99 a month. If you're not interested in a premium subscription, you can still use our smartphone app for both Android and iPhones. Just search for Path 11 in the Google Play App Store, or if on an iPhone, look for Path 11 in the iOS App Store. Of course, you can still catch our latest five interview shows at any time by subscribing to the Path 11 podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. If you want more information about our films, visit our website, path11productions.com, to purchase DVDs or to rent and stream each film. You can also find our trilogy of films on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and Gaia.com. Catch you next time.